Hey, it's James. We're trying to learn more about you, dear listener of this show. So if you have 30 seconds, either while you're brushing your teeth or waiting for the train, would you mind filling out a survey for me? All you got to do is visit theoutline.com slash dispatch survey. Again, that's theoutline.com slash dispatch survey. That's all one word. Thanks and enjoy the show. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a new story on the theme of power, culture, or the future, handpicked from theoutline.com. I'm your host, James T. Green, and this is The Dispatch. The Future. Hey, Paris, how's it going? Hey, James, it's going good. Well, I'm, I'm in a closet right now instead of our your lovely studio at the Outline office because I'm preparing for a trip. And I guess my closet is the room in my house that sounds the best. So greetings. Oh man, we're doing it like like real podcasters here. <laughs> we are. We are. Um, yeah. I think I get a club coin now that I yeah. done this. I'm initiated. So why are you joining me today? What's going on? Um, I'm joining you today because uh, I'm to talk about this story about the age of online pseudo-pharmacy startups. I guess to start from the beginning, like most things that I end up coming to you here to talk about, the story, I first stumbled upon it through an Instagram ad. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Instagram ad, I don't know, I think maybe the algorithm is just optimized to give me weird enough shit that it turns into a story at this point. But this Instagram ad was... Um, I'd seen them quite a few before. It looked like something from maybe Glossier. It had, like, imagine, like, a pastel pink backdrop and then a really, like, uh, eye-catching cactus in the middle or, uh, like, a eggplant or a banana. And turned out it wasn't for Glossier or some, like, skincare company. But it was for this company, Hims that sells erectile dysfunction medication um, as well as hair loss treatments and Valtrex and some other things. Say what? Say what? It's the boy Big Snoop D-O-double-G. And I got a very special message to the players. I want you all to go to Fahims.com, the wellness brand for men. They got a one-stop shop for your hair, your skin, and even for your hello. It's this startup that is selling, um, like, is prescribing pharmaceutical drugs in the sense hmm. it wasn't just because i mean it seems it's br- this company that seems to be branding itself as a as a kind of floofy glossier-esque goop-esque millennial um targeted organization a well a men's wellness company but in reality what's they're really selling is they're connecting customers slash patients to doctors to prescribe them like prescription medication and to tran to have this kind of transaction that normally takes place within a doctor's office Hmm. but through this kind of e-commerce um manner so i started looking into this a bit and i realized that it's not just hymns there are well i mean there are so many other companies that just specialize in like erectile dysfunction and hair (laughs) loss stuff but there are also there's this trend going on over the last couple of years of what I guess I've termed online pseudo-pharmacy startups, um, these companies that are backed by VC funding and have decided to try and make money by selling essentially designer drugs. But instead of them being illegal, they're just real normal drugs that they make seem very fancy using marketing and other things. Hmm. 
So, because, yeah, I've been, like, seeing these same things around, like, either on the subway or, like, for me, also on Instagram. Um, And, you know, of course, they catch my attention because, like, they look nice and, like, these colors are very pretty and everything. But, But I'm curious, like... How do these companies work? Yeah, so it's an interesting uh, setup. So I guess I'll talk about HIMS specifically. Um, so HIMS prescribes medication to men specifically around the country remotely at, through like a telemedicine platform, which is basically, I'm sure you've seen stories before about remote doctor services or e-doctor visits. Is this similar to the uh, therapy things that you were Yeah, it's kind of similar to the text therapy um, apps, but different in the sense that that was, you're really signing up for a service that on a weekly or daily basis, you'd be in contact with a licensed medical professional. This one, you're going to, you know, sign up for HIMSS. They'll uh, essentially, let's say you have hair loss issues, you'd be asked like take a quick survey about your um, your general health, your family and medical history, as well as send in like supplemental info, like photos of the affected area, your head if you have hair loss or things like that. And then all this information is sent to one of him's many uh, remote doctors for review. And then if they'll either say like yes, you can have a prescription for um, hair loss medication, or no. And then if they need to, then they'll follow up with you maybe via text, call, or video chat. But mostly it happens without any real like interaction between the two parties. Hmm. So, they're sim- they're so, so they're pretty much like a, like a front end, uh, kind of like how like Seamless and Grubhub is with uh, food delivery, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't something that made it in the piece, but whenever I'm looking into any company or thing that exists online, I always take a long time and go through their entire terms of service and privacy policy. And one thing Nerd. I find interesting about, uh, I mean, this is what I do in my free time. Um, my, my reading list for my vacation is just going to be privacy policies. But um, so I think the terms of service for HIMS I found it interesting because it referred to HIMS as like not the company that was like i guess you were entering in an agreement with but it was just a licensee for this other company called bailey health or bailey health of mm. california which i guess is like kind of a telemedicine company and so it's licensing out its services to companies and stuff like hims that can use these telemedicine platforms to um essentially get people to subscribe to their prescription medication Mm. Yeah, so it's like a, just like a very pretty front end. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of, um, I don't know if you ever heard about the fake watch scam um, thing that yeah, was going on before. Reply yeah, uh, great Reply All episode. You guys should listen to it if you haven't. But um, it's kind of, there's this big trend in e-commerce, I guess, over the last five years, especially through Instagram ads, where the page or the company you're buying something from doesn't really make the thing in question it really just sees oh you say you want a watch or a t-shirt that looks like this photo we're going to order it from alibaba and send it to you and some of these uh online pseudo pharmacy startups are operating like that but what i found actually quite interesting is that um hymns and a few other i believe in the erectile dysfunction category they seem to be able to make um, most of their money, or at least this seems to be part of the way that they're turning a larger profit by manufacturing the drugs themselves. Mm. Um, Because, I mean, really, this whole... In the piece, I talked a lot about how this is kind of the age of the online pseudo-pharmacy startup, and that's because you have this kind of convergence of a bunch of different 
factors and happenings all at once. And one of those is that, I mean, in the case of HIMSS and erectile dysfunction medication, last year, um, late 2017, the patent for um, Viagra and the uh, brand name versions of erectile dysfunction medication expired. So companies Ah. like HIMSS are now able to make that man like they can make that medicine for way cheaper than a normal pharmacy could and then just sell it to their customers and have like a higher profit margin Hmm. so are like these companies like looking at these uh patents and they're almost like all right like what's coming down next like what can we get for cheap like is is that like a strategy for these kind of companies i mean obviously we don't have any written confirmation to that. But if you look at the trends um, for when these companies started, it almost always corresponds directly to a, um, a patent being ex- a patent expiring on a specific drug. So the companies that were selling birth control pills, which there's a, quite a few um, startups like that, they generally started in late 2014. Um, and the Bayer's Pharmaceuticals patent for Yaz, which is an oral contraceptive, expired in April of 2014. So it kind of lines up. And hmm. same with, um, like I was saying, with Hims, Viagra went generic late 2017, as did um, some hair loss uh, medication was easy to access in the last couple of years. So as soon as these medications the patent on them expires and they lose exclusivity and the price is able to get down and other third parties are able to swoop in and uh, make them for cheap and continue to sell them to people. I mean, it makes sense why venture capitalists are throwing money at companies like Hims to, uh, to try and get them started. That is what I'm like really curious about here because like obviously these companies are making buku amounts of money. Yeah, I think Hims just got fifty million dollars in venture cap and like funding, I think, in the last couple of days. Wow. So like what is it about these companies in particular that make them so attractive to venture capitalists? Like why are there so many that are popping up more than I can count? I mean, I I think that it has to do with the fact that one this whole patent expiration game is lucrative, especially um, when you're thinking about it in relation to the fact that these companies like Hims or Keeps or Roman or two others, they are the drugs that they are selling and the drugs that they are um, connecting patients with. None of them are able to be covered by insurance. So people are just going to be paying out of pocket for them and into the pockets of the companies. In addition to it, I think more people are going to be wanting to do teledoctor things. So that's obviously a wise investment, I guess, on VC's part. But um, I think that it also has to do with the whole wellness industry. You know, the, the trend that I kept noticing with all of these companies, which I found very funny, is that none of them want to call themselves anything relating to the word pharmacy at all. Like, um, I think, so the him CEO, Andrew um, Dedham, he said, in no way are we a direct-to-consumer hair loss company. In no way are we an online pharmacy that can ship, ship you ED drugs. He instead, like, said, we're a holistic men's wellness brand. Hmm. Um, even though, you know, they can ship, they're an online pharmacy, basically, that can ship you ED drugs. Um, right. But I think it's the fact that they want to be called a men's wellness brand because they see this opening, perhaps in the market, for men's wellness products. Perhaps in the same way that Goop has taken off. Like all these companies are also, you know, 
they maintain lifestyle blogs. They talk about, mm-hmm. you know, masculinity and they never refer they never refer to themselves as prescribers or anything relating to medicine. It's instead like they are creating something larger than that in the hopes that they will, I don't know, attract customers for life, maybe. Who's to say? Yeah. It's it's all it's all good advertising. Like oh, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like it's um like the new version of like the advertisements that you know, would usually be on TV late at night, but instead this is like, oh yeah, this is a very Instagram first take Mm -hmm. at this. Yeah, no, it's something that you, I think it's also, I guess, has has to do with the whole embarrassment and stigma that's normally associated with, I mean, if we were talking about ED or hair loss or like Valtrex, like herpes or something like that, um, they are, I guess, twisting the story on its head and, um, trying to i mean i i will say yeah the whole empowerment aspect of that is good and it's nice to be casual with this but it's also a little bit concerning when you have this oh we don't want to talk about the medical aspect of this we're just a wellness company when you are talking about prescribing people legitimate medication like prescription medication and right. um, dealing with people's health information i guess that's also um one thing that i had found interesting about this story is the ramifications of disseminating medical information or prescription information to third-party companies like this. I mean, of course, since they are handling prescription medication, since they are handling this sort of private medical information under HIPAA regulation, they have to keep it private, keep it secure. They can't sell it to marketers or third parties without anonymizing it. But the thing is, I mean... Even if you do anonymize the information, then I guess Facebook and Google and all these other advertisers now have a fuck ton of personal medical information, even if it's not anonymized, to turn into their algorithms. And mm-hmm. um, Like they can still see that you visited the HIMSS website. Oh, yeah, that too. I mean, all of these websites that I checked, they have... Um, facebook plugins or the facebook tracking pixel so facebook knows okay yeah if you're visiting hymns all the time or keeps you have erectile dysfunction you have um hair loss you know i can only imagine what your facebook profile like on the back end looks like they are probably so confused by you every time i yeah no all the research i do for this story i was like god my algorithm is gonna be screwed up forever (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I assume the more I screw it up, the more it keeps showing me very weird things, though. And then I get to come and talk to you, James, and sit in my closet. So this has me thinking, like, in my own home, I have a ton of products that come from, like, these online companies. Like, I have a mattress. I've got a toothbrush. um, Like, I most recently got some luggage. I'm curious on, like, your personal thoughts about this. Like, do you think there's this a problem um, of like all these future companies that are essentially gray boxing supplies underneath this cool aesthetic that frankly people like me keep falling for? Like, do you, do you feel like there may be a nefarious future in this? I mean, I feel like I'm also a little biased because I too own a lot of these uh, things. I mean, I do love the aesthetic just as much as anybody, but I don't know. I think we just, it's problematic in the same sense that the internet and tracking and all of these things are problematic, but yet they're part of now the fabric of our reality in the sense that I think the only real, like there's not going to be a future where 
the companies aren't doing this and they aren't taking advantage of this. And I think really the only um, viable way forward or possible like positive path is just being aware that these are marketing techniques and um, being aware that these are things that are happening and taking that into consideration when you're purchasing something like, okay, am I purchasing? Like, what am I purchasing here? It's a mattress. Do I really need a mattress that has this beautiful of a website if it's a thousand dollars more? And if you have that money to spend, go for it, dude, live your best life. But if not, just order like one off Amazon and it'll be great. Hmm. At least for, I don't know, targeted ads are sometimes not terrible. <laughs> Do you ever buy anything from your targeted ads, James? Um, I bought my toothbrush from a targeted ad. Is it a quip? <laughs> I feel like that's the one yep. I get my, oh my God. That's, wow, that's classic. <laughs> Yes, that, no, that's the thing is when I, I've gotten so many ads for Quip that I'm like, there's no way in hell I can get that. I can't let them win. Yeah, they, they got me. I can't they give Mark me. Zuckerberg that pleasure. Well, if you um, if you ever notice uh, and you see me in the office and my locks start falling out and then all of a sudden they reappear, just know I probably ordered some hymns. All right, I, I'll, I'll keep an eye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paris, enjoy your trip. Thank you. Today, you heard from Paris Martineau. To read her full story, head to theoutline.com. The Outline World Dispatch is produced and hosted by me, James T. Green. Today's music was courtesy of APM, and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagomarsino. I'm James T. Green. Hope you have a good one today. Hey again made it all the way to the end, so you must be a big fan. Since you're here, do you mind taking a little survey for me? That way we can learn a little bit more about you. It'll only take 30 seconds of your time. It's super easy. Promise. All you have to do is go to theoutline.com slash dispatch survey. Again, that's theoutline.com slash dispatch survey. All one word. Thanks.